0: The Sexy Librarian Presents The Kiss Me Quick's Erotica Podcast You are entitled to your sexual self We encourage lurid listeners to be playful Enjoy yourselves, your partners, and your sexuality This show is for adults only Listeners, welcome back to the Kiss Me Quick's Erotica podcast. This is your favorite sexy librarian, Rose Carraway. Joining me again in studio is Big Daddy, Dave Caraway. Say hey, Big
1: Daddy. Hey, everybody. How's it going?
0: Hopefully, everybody's doing just as well as we are. We are celebrating another audiobook release. The Sexy Librarian's Dirty 30, Volume 2, is now available in Audible, and Big Daddy and I highly recommend and powerfully suggest that you go to Audible right now and buy it. That's the best way to support the show and it's a damn fucking good audiobook. So get your kicks with the Dirty 30 Volume 2 audiobook out right now. Um, I guess one of the biggest excitements about that this audiobook is that we have featured new voices
1: we have yes we have Jade A. Waters we have Donna Stone we have you of course (laughs) and we have me
0: (laughs) it's so exciting um and so instead of reading lurid listener emails or listening to lurid listener voicemails Big Daddy is going to read from our print book from the dirty 30 volume 2 print book our praises for erotica that were written by lurid listeners of the kmq show so i'm um, throwing it your way big daddy you ready to read us some praise for erotica
1: i certainly am from lurid listeners jnc we've never been happier or more satisfied as a couple and friends and family see it in our faces oh if they only knew Erotica has a way of piercing straight to that delicious and dark part of our brains that serves as a repository of forbidden fantasies and tempting taboos, giving us ample reason to pause and reflect on our own sexual lives. Together, we've shattered perceived boundaries and have fully embraced parts of our sexual selves that we were once too ashamed to even discuss with each other. Erotica was a critical component to the springboard that ultimately launched us into a world of sexual freedom and fulfillment that we couldn't articulate a few years ago, giving us the courage, the validation, and even a language by which we continue to communicate our desires to ourselves and others. Lurid listeners, J and C, married 23 years, Olympia, Washington.
0: I think that um, that J and C, uh, they bring up a couple of really good points that actually kind of touch home for me personally, and mm. I know for you. Um, figuring out how to talk to each other erotica does provide a language with respect to emotions or feelings and and subjects of you know to broach that you've kind of been afraid to talk about sure um i think that that's number one first and foremost what erotica has provided in addition to just turning you on and you know in that department but um that's that's one of my favorite things about this praise of erotica that Mm -hmm. we got from jnc
1: yeah i love it it's really great
0: yeah, and married 23 years, thank you very much. Yep. <laughs> that speaks very highly to me. You're here. here. <laughs> All right, you guys, if you would like to email us with your personal praise of erotica, you can do so at thekissmequicks at gmail.com or you can send us a voicemail at 202 810 KISS. Remember, you must give us permission to play your voicemail on the air. Oh, and by the way, if you guys have subscribed to our emails, you might already know this, but if you've not subscribed, we are actually running a giveaway right now for our Dirty 30 Volume 2 audiobook. So, get in touch with us at contactstupidfish at gmail.com and let us know that you want to be entered to win on that giveaway. We're giving away a ton of copies. So, but you got to be quick because the giveaway ends on what day?
1: June 30th.
0: June 30th. So, you know, coming up, y'all, you want a free copy? Contact StupidFish at gmail.com. Enter to win. All right. Before our story begins, check out our latest audiobook.
1: The Sexy Librarian returns with another library of erotica just for you. Enjoy 30 adventurous, sizzling, fantasy-filled tales that span the Sexy Library. From fairy tales to torrid literature, by curious rendezvous to sex cult acolytes, clandestine military adventures to public punishment, and so much more. This is your very own Sexy Library. The Sexy Librarians Dirty 30 Volume 2. Peruse the card catalog and see which sexy story piques your libido first.
0: 3030 Volume 2 audiobook, we also included the card catalog, which is going to allow you guys to, number one, peruse it. And number two, you can start anywhere you want. Just click forward, listen to me, read that sexy card catalog to you, and stop button or the play button on the one that sort of titillates you most in the moment. Um, Those of you who are old enough to know, the card catalog includes the title, the author, the category, and some sexy subjects. So without further ado, here we go. Spider 2, come in. Author, M.L. Doyle. Narrated by Rose Carraway. Category, military training. Subjects, one, close quarter combat training. Two, orally fixated. Three, three three-way. McCoy and Spencer were confident that we'd never get caught. For me, the worry always lurked. We're going to be court-martialed, dishonorably discharged, paraded before a panel of our peers. Even as I predicted the end of my military career, I smiled as I unfastened the chin strap of my Kevlar helmet and tossed it in the corner to join the two already there. Well, if you're going down, we're both going with you, Denny McCoy said. Roger that, Spencer said as he created a three-sided pyramid with our M4s. Even now, when we were about to break every regulation in the book, Toby Spencer still acted like a staff sergeant, always the one calling the shots. Take her hair down, Spencer directed, as he unhooked his radio and set it on the floor, turning the volume down but never off. Spider 2 had to remain on the net, or our absence would be noticed. No way, I said. It takes too long to braid again. I stooped to untie my boots. McCoy stepped up behind me, pulled me up, and wrapped his arms around me, his wide bulk pressed into my back. He bit down on the sensitive nerve between my neck and shoulder. His lips folded over my skin as his tongue left a raspy, wet trail against my flesh. McCoy was orally fixated like a baby with a pacifier. He always had to have something in his mouth, my nipple, Spencer's cock, one of our tongues, a finger, or even a toe would do. When we were in uniform, he usually had a toothpick stuck in his mouth. After experiencing the magic he could conjure with his lips and tongue, there were days when I'd get downright jealous of those damn toothpicks. God, I love how salty you taste, Belinda, he said, like caramel chocolate with sea salt. I chuckled at the way his words came out muffled as if he couldn't pull his mouth away long enough to speak. I'm sweating like a pig, Mac. Wait until we get done with you. Promises, promises. We've got time, Spencer interrupted. Take her damn hair down, McCoy. Mac's fingers trembled as he removed the barrette and raked his fingers through my braids. He grabbed a handful and buried his nose in my kinky curly tresses. Fucking strawberries, McCoy said. I know, right? Her hair always smells like strawberries. Spencer captured my chin in the V of his hand, holding my face as his dark gaze devoured me. He shoved his hands down my pants, between my legs, and pushed me back against McCoy. Then he bent his knees to wedge his stiff cock against my thigh. I stiffened my leg. He ground himself against me while kneading my crotch. I'd already soaked through the heavy fabric of my uniform. That's right, look at me. We're both gonna fuck you, then I'm gonna fuck McCoy. McCoy shivered and squeezed me tighter, his hot breath feathering my ear. Damn NCOs, always thinking they can boss you around. I loved the way they sandwiched me between them both of them so large I could disappear behind their wide chests and thick arms. Spencer wrapped his hand around the back of McCoy's neck and pulled him until their mouths met. They kissed hard, their eyes open. McCoy's blonde stubble rasped against Spencer's skin. I pressed my lips to their cheeks while they kissed each other. Our tongues mingled randomly as we allowed our lips and tongues to slip and shift from one to the other. McCoy yanked my t-shirt out of my pants and shoved his hands underneath my sports bra, squeezing my breasts, tweaking my nipples. I gasped, let my head rest against his shoulder, and watched them kiss. I loved to watch them. There was something about these men, the way they kissed hard, as if they might never get a chance to do it again. They were unafraid and open to discovering how turned on they could be by the touch of another man. I bucked against Spencer's hand. He growled his approval. She can barely stand still, he said. Good, I want Belinda to beg. I can't wait to get into her ass. Spencer moaned, I can't wait to get into yours. We'd been hungry for this for days, trying to find an excuse to escape from the training exercise. In a maneuver area, hundreds of square miles in size, you'd think three people could disappear, but it had been nearly impossible. Finally, Spencer had ordered McCoy and me on an obscure mission. We had about two hours. We weren't going to waste a minute of it. McCoy tweaked my nipples while he jabbed his stiff cock against me and then deep kissed Spencer. I undid my belt and pulled open my pants. Spencer wedged his hand down into them and curled his fingers to drive them deep into my pussy. I love how wet you get, he said into McCoy's mouth. McCoy rumbled his approval. Let's get out of these fucking clothes right now. We backed away from each other, panting and flushed, and watched as we each stripped down. Later, we'd have to sort through the pants, jackets, boots, and t-shirts to figure out which of the uniform clothing parts belonged to who, which helmet fit, and which weapon had the serial number we'd been assigned. For now, we didn't care. Spencer pulled a small lantern from his rucksack and turned it on to bathe the room in a reddish glow. Always thinking of night discipline, always the wise NCOIC, non-commissioned officer in charge. He was in charge, all right. He chose the time, had reconnoitered this spot, and now he would direct the action. McCoy and I would comply with every demand and thank him for knowing exactly what we needed. He'd found an old shell of a building used for close-quarter combat training, a dusty, filthy hole far from the rest of the battalion in a deserted corner of the training area. Ever prepared, Spencer pulled out a couple of quilted poncho liners. He and McCoy spread them over two old mattresses on the floor and secured them tightly. Spencer stood, watching McCoy finish, his gaze drinking in McCoy's pale skin and his sleeve of tribal tattoos. Spencer looked rigid with longing. He held his arm out to me, his other hand around his erection. I stared down at his beautiful cock, the head already glistening. Touch me, he commanded. I need you to touch me. He mumbled the words against my temple and shuddered when I ran my hand down his naked chest, over his rippled abs, and then laced my fingers with his as he moved our fists up and down his cock. So beautiful, I said, falling to my knees on the mattress and filling my mouth with the smooth, silky knob, running my tongue around him to lap up the salty, tangy taste of his pre-cum. McCoy stepped up close to kiss Spencer. He fisted his fingers in my thick hair, pushing my head to take more of Spencer's cock. I moaned, so turned on I could barely think straight. She loves to suck cock, Spencer said, thrusting into my mouth. She loves to suck your cock, so do I. McCoy dropped to his knees as well and wedged his face in to lick Spencer's balls. Spencer widened his stance, giving us the access we needed. McCoy sucked on his own fingers and then reached behind Spencer to tease his puckered hole. The rhythm Spencer used to fuck my mouth changed, slowed. His body relaxed as he sank into the sensations, pulling out of my mouth inch by inch as he pushed back against McCoy's finger before moving deep into my mouth again. Holy fuck, that's so good. Spencer's moans and curses were our reward. For every touch and caress, he gave us a tangible response. Through his words and sounds, I could almost feel how it must be for him to have my lips and mouth sucking him in, undulating my tongue against the bottom of his shaft to feel the prickle of his crotch hair on my nose, his cock tapping the back of my throat. He gave voice to the effects of what McCoy did when his stiff finger teased and prodded him from behind. His shudder and the way he sucked breath into his lungs let me know that we were giving him what he wanted in a perfectly timed combination." We didn't have to hold back. I knew Spencer wouldn't come until he was good and damn ready. He'd soak in these sensations, my wet mouth, McCoy tonguing and sucking his balls while his finger worked his ass. I ran my hand up the ridges of his hard abs, around his bulging chest, and then tweaked the nubs of his nipples, looking up to see his reaction. He let his head fall back, the tendons in his neck standing out so beautiful and raw. His mouth dropped open, and he rocked his head back and forth as he moved between my lips, fucking my mouth slowly, deeply, as if seeking the limit of how much throbbing cock I could take, and then he pulled his heart length from my lips. McCoy penetrated his ass deeper. Oh, God, that's so good. I needed this so fucking bad. His voice rose until he almost sobbed the words. McCoy glanced at me before running his hands up Spencer's body. I sat back on my heels, watching them embrace. Spencer buried his face in McCoy's shoulder, his tears flowing freely while they clung to each other. I ran my hands over them as I stood, kissing them both everywhere I could until I could lace my fingers through Spencer's short, cropped hair, knowing how overwhelmed he could get. He pulled me in, and we all hugged, our breath sinking, our tensions easing. We got you, buddy, McCoy said. We love you. It had been Spencer who'd brought the three of us together, who healed us from all the death, injury, and ugliness we'd found all around us. Some people called it post-traumatic stress. We just called it the shit. And when the shit hit Spencer, the only thing that really helped was to be loved. We loved each other. Together, we survived the shit by fucking it right out of our heads. After a minute, Spencer pushed himself away, wiped the tears from his face, and fisted his cock. I recognized the look in his eyes. My nipples puckered. You ready, baby? Because we're gonna fuck you now. Both of you? I said, feigning shock, and stepped back onto the mattress. Oh my, I don't know if I can take both of you. Their smiles turned playfully predatory. They surrounded me, cutting off any escape I may have contemplated get the lube out of my rock, Spencer said. While McCoy did so, Spencer grabbed a handful of my hair and pulled me to him, his cock pressed against my hip as he sank his fingers into me. Oh yeah, you are always so ready. For you, yes, for both of you. He lay down on his back, pulling me down with him. Fuck me, Belinda. Fuck me. I positioned myself over his cock and then closed my eyes and hissed as I slowly impaled myself on him. He watched his cock disappear inside me and then covered my breasts with his hands. That's right. Take all of me, but don't you come, do you hear? I couldn't speak, couldn't think, raising and lowering myself inch by inch until my ass met his thighs. I wanted to buck and grind against him, but he pressed my thighs, holding me in place. Stay now. Don't you move. McCoy put a hand in the middle of my back and pushed. Bend over. Yeah, like that. Show me that ass. He smeared lube on my puckered hole, slipping just the tip of his finger in. I'm not going to loosen you up this time. He crouched behind me. Relax, baby. Let him fuck you. Spencer sucked my nipple into his mouth, spread my ass cheeks, and smiled up at McCoy. Let me know when you're all the way in. Oh, you'll feel it, McCoy said. I sucked air between my teeth as he pierced my tight opening and then sighed as he kept pressing, pushing, and opening me. My pussy convulsed around Spencer's cock while my ass was impaled by McCoy. Oh, God, I can feel you in her. McCoy said, "'Fuck her, man. "'Come on, fuck her with me.'" Their timing was practiced. While one pushed in, the other pulled out, so perfect, making me so full. Spencer held my ass cheeks in place, bent his knees, his feet on the floor, and fucked up into me. McCoy crouched over me, watching Spencer while they both used me. As amazing as it felt to have my holes filled, it was better to know that through me... They were fucking each other. McCoy clamped his mouth on my shoulder, moaning and grunting muffled curses as his teeth scratched my skin. I can feel your cock inside her, Mac. Oh, Jesus. Oh, fuck. Belinda. I watched his eyes begin to glisten, a tear falling from the corner, dampening the mattress below him. Love you. Fuck. Love this. I wasn't making sense. Couldn't form words. Can I come, Spencer? Please. I can't. I can't. But it was too late. I was already gone, bright stars exploding behind my lids, my ass and pussy so full, sending sharp, electric charges through my entire body. My head fell back against McCoy's shoulder, his grunts filling my ear as they continued their assault through my peak. I'm gonna come, Spence. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. McCoy, filling my ass with his seat, sent me off again, I knew Spencer could feel him spurt through the thin skin of my pussy. Spencer squeezed my breasts, mashing them as he held me up and picked up his pace. Seconds later, he blasted off inside me, and I fell apart again. Our voices rose in a chorus of moans. The radio squawked. All call signs. And X, and X, and X. Perfect timing, Spencer said. We all chuckled, laying there. Endex meant the three-week exercise was finally over. We could go back to base, go back home. The radio squawked again. Spider 2, TOC. Shit, Spencer said. Mac and I rolled off him as he scrambled for the radio. Spider 2, TOC, come in. Spider 2, go ahead. Spider 6 wants you to report at 06 for weapons turn in. Spencer stood there while the instructions went on, staring at us and fisting his cock. He's still gonna fuck you, I said to McCoy. I know, I can't wait. McCoy rolled me onto my back and forced my knees apart. We smiled at each other as he plunged into me. You're filled with his cum, so squishy and fucking sexy. You're so nasty, McCoy. That's how you like me. Spider 2, do you read? Roger, TOC, Spider 2 out. Spencer set the radio down and stalked toward us don't you dare come, he said. McCoy sucked on my nipple, whimpering. He threaded his hand under my knee and fucked me hard and fast. He froze when Spencer coated his ass with lube, probing him with a finger. McCoy locked his gaze with mine. Put your finger in my mouth, he begged. I complied. He sucked it in, I fed him a second finger, knowing he liked to imagine a dick in his mouth while he fucked, and two fingers were better than one. He bit down on them gently and talked around them. Oh, gosh, he's pushing my cock at me. Oh, Melinda so good, so fucking good. McCoy had gone a bit soft, but as soon as Spencer filled him, he grew hard again like a throbbing, smooth rod of steel. Damn, boy, I love this ass. Are you hard yet, Mac? Can you fuck her with me? McCoy sucked hard on my fingers, his face red and sweaty. Oh, fuck, holy fuck, he mumbled. Do it, Mac, do that thing. I folded my knees up and opened myself to him. Mac propped himself over me, and Spencer froze behind him, his hands on Mac's hips. Do it, Mac, baby, I said. Fuck me, fuck us both. Slow at first, Mac pushed and pulled between us, impaling himself on Spencer's dick while pulling out of me, and then plunging into me again. Slick and smooth, he picked up the pace, sucking on my fingers that i pushed into his mouth as if he were giving a blowjob. His voice spiraled up in a continuous wail. You're so good, Spencer said, so fucking right. McCoy was beautiful to watch. He sucked my fingers, his tongue twisting and pulling, I whipped my head back and forth, holding my hips still, knowing the slightest change would throw off the incredible abandon of Mac fucking us. Close, so close, I said. Come, Belinda, Spencer said. Come, baby, I'll come too. Coming right fucking now. I couldn't hold still for my climax. My hips and legs jerked and bucked while I fell to pieces, the pulse of my orgasm shattering me. threw his head back, his mouth wide open, his muscles bulging, rigid as he climaxed. Then McCoy spilled into me, burying himself to the hilt, pulsing and wailing until he collapsed. We crumbled into a pile of moaning satisfaction, quivering and quaking in the after-effect. We were still catching our breath when the radio squawked again. Spider 2, come in! Elle Doyle joined the army on a dare. Her combat boots took her to the butt end of nowhere, and she lived to write about it. Unafraid of genre jumping, Mary writes memoir, mystery, erotica, and urban fantasy. A native Minnesotan, she lives in Baltimore, where her evil cats force her to feed and care for them and clean up their poo. To escape from their torture, Mary loves to hear from readers. All right you guys, we hope you enjoyed the show that was Spider 2 come in by ML Doyle. Follow her on Twitter at ML Doyle author. You guys can also visit her website mldoyleauthor.com. Follow the show on Twitter at the KMQ. You can follow me at Rose Carraway and Big Daddy at Big Daddy Dave. If you want to support the show and get more sexy stories, go to Amazon, iTunes, or Audible and search Rose Carraway. Sign up for Audible's 30-day trial and you can get one of my audiobooks for free. Your subscription will include one free audiobook every month as well as give you discounted prices on all my audiobooks. You can cancel at any time. Don't forget to leave us a sexy review. Audio production by Big Daddy Dave Carraway.
1: The KMQ would like to thank the following musical artists. Creo, Ryan Little, Grapes, and the KMQ credit music by Vivitch.
0: The Kiss Me Quick's Erotica podcast is a Stupid Fish production and is brought to you by The Sexy Librarian's Dirty 30, Volume 2. Stupid fish. I'm throwing it your way, Big Daddy. You ready to read us some praise for erotica?
1: I certainly am. All right. (laughs) (laughs) We've never been happier or more satisfied as a couple, and friends and family see it on our faces. Is that okay? Why do you look funny?
0: It's just the way my face looks like.
1: <laughs> well, it. you look like you were like,
0: ah. I'm just excited. Okay. Oh my God. This is my listening with anticipation okay. phase. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Brad.